0: The greatest book ever published begins with this memorable statement. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Stop and think about The Creator spoke everything into existence. And in the sequence of the record in Genesis 1, the writer gives this account that pertains to us directly in verses 26 and 27 of Genesis 1. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Now, these words not only inform our understanding of the origin of all things, but there is embedded in this statement in Genesis 1:26 and 27, the strong implication of our purpose. Not only our origin, but our purpose. Here's what I mean: if God made me and I'm made in His image, that truth ought to convey to me what my purpose is here. I was designed. You were designed. We hold obligation toward the designer. And that creation truth doesn't just suggest or imply our purpose. It demands of us that we find our purpose in submission to the sovereign creator. And that's the truth. I want to explore with you this morning. Finding our purpose and then living based on that purpose. And there are four passages in the New Testament well suited to this discussion. Luke chapter 7 verses 28 through 30 constitute a warning or an example establishing what we shouldn't do with our lives. Jesus was speaking to the crowds about John the Baptist and in verses 28 through 30 in Luke 7 here's what it says I tell you among those born of women none is greater than John yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. When all the people heard this, and the tax collectors too, they declared God just, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the purpose of God for themselves, not having been baptized By Him. Did you hear that phrase? They rejected the purpose of God for themselves. The Pharisees and lawyers knew what we read earlier that God made man in His own image. They had access to truth about creation, they had access to truth about what God expected of those made in His image. In fact, these men had more than sufficient information to lead them to good choices, right living, and even wise leadership to help others find their purpose. They had in their historical narratives in the Old Testament, the stories of good men and women who accepted God's purpose and lived according to the purpose of the Creator. So they were, to use Paul's expression in Romans 1, without excuse. Yet, when John the Baptist came, when Jesus came, as prophecies were fulfilled, and the signs of the Messiah were witnessed, they rejected the purpose of God for themselves. The unfortunate application is people today, in many cases, follow that example. And I'm talking about people who've heard the gospel, who have Bibles, who are blessed with good examples, who often hear very direct appeals to live under the authority of Christ. They hear things like, are you coming to Jesus? All things are ready. They hear invitation songs and they know prayers are prayed that they respond, but they reject the purpose of God for their lives. And instead find their purpose in indifference or procrastination or in worldly attachments. It is heartbreaking Sad for families, it is frustrating for those who make the appeals, it causes grief in heaven when teaching and opportunities are ignored, when the gospel is rejected though it is heard and understood and the purpose of God is left unfulfilled in their lives. Like those in the text here, they reject the purpose of God for themselves. Ephesians chapter 2, please. Ephesians chapter 2. I'll focus on verse 10, but we need context. I'll start at verse 1. Ephesians 2, starting at verse 1. Created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The Apostle Paul believed it to be important to often lay out the contrast between the death of sin and the life that is available in Jesus Christ. So he says here, you were dead. Back before you obeyed the gospel, you were dead. You were following the course of this world. You were sons of disobedience. That's the way you once lived before you found your purpose. But now, he says to the Christians in Ephesus, now, because of God's mercy... You are alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Grace you took hold of through the activity of faith, not by works of merit. But now, having found your purpose, Paul said, what do you do with that? You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good Works. Here's the purpose phrase which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Do you want to do what God prepared for you to do? Do you want His purpose for your life to be how you think and how you live and how you relate to people and how you worship? We were made by God and for God that we should walk according to His purpose and we find that in Christ. Grace should meet up with faith and that faith should produce the good works of a follower of the the Christ who redeemed us and it's all about finding our purpose. In these good works, We find our purpose. 1 Peter 2 and verse 9. Peter wants his readers to understand who they are in Christ. He says that you are in Christ, listen to this, 1 Peter 2, 9, a chosen race. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So here is purpose for his own possession. I'm going to make a contrast here. that I hope will be useful though it at first will sound dramatic have you ever heard of demon possession that you read about in the time of Christ in Matthew Mark Luke and John this is the opposite this is being possessed by God demon possession This is possessed by God. Now, for what purpose? We're looking for the purpose phrase that we may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called us out of darkness and into His marvelous light. Can you imagine someone saying, My purpose in life is to live in the dark? I don't want any light. God said, let there be light, and there was light. Jesus is the light of the world. The word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our way. But me, I prefer darkness. My purpose in life is to seek out darkness and to live in dark places. You just don't hear it that boldly, but you see it in practice. Coming to Christ out of and forgiven of your sin, you not only have light in your life, you are possessed by God who is marvelous light. Why would anyone not make that choice? Why would anyone not make that choice? Romans 8 28, we studied this in our class this morning. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. What if someone said, listen, you're going to get a call And if you take the call and not hang up and follow the instructions you're given in that call, everything in your life will work out for good and it'll all come out great. You'd be anxious to take that call. You might just be sitting there watching your phone for the call to come in and take it. In the gospel, God is saying to each of us, Though you have done wrong, guilty of sin, I sent my son. He died for you and was raised from the dead. Will you take my call? Will you take my call? Will you respond? will you find your real purpose that goes all the way back to creation truth. The gospel calls upon us to find our real purpose as established by the one who made us, demanded by that creation truth where we started this morning in Genesis 1. And I want to tell you this you can go through life without much money, no worldly status, no applause, no mansion, no catered gourmet meals, no chauffeur, no butler, no outstanding genius, no worldwide travel. But you can't make it without a purpose. And that purpose was assigned by God when He made us. The one who made you gave you purpose. And you embrace and accept and live out that purpose in your initial response to Christ and your ongoing response to Him. It was reported back in the 1960s that a church in New York... Close the doors. And when they decided to close the doors, they decided that they needed to put some sort of explanation on the door. And the sign that they left on the door said, Gone out of business because we never figured out what our business was. Gone out of business because we never figured out what our business was. Do we know what our business is? Do we know what our purpose is? Is your purpose according to the will of the one who made you? That you will stand before someday. We urge you that if you haven't already, find your purpose In the very simple responses given in the New Testament. Hearing the gospel. Believing in Christ. Confessing your sin. Being baptized. And living faithfully. You can let that desire be known while we stand together to sing.